This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. <laughs> what was that? Is that a new musical? <laughs> It's podcast. the podcast. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this. This is show 1491. We are nine episodes away from show 1500. Which will and be. And that will be Fantasy Footballers the Musical. I mean, every show, every sitcom does contractually, if they have a long enough run, they have to do a musical episode. And one of the first songs on that episode is actually Once Upon a Time I Sat Gabe Davis. <laughs> oh. Are you performing that one? Yeah, I am performing that. It's a solo. I'm, I'm performing that in a lot of places. Oh. Um, I have I, look, look I, you know I love Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh he was uh on he's a highly drafted player for me. I've got him in several leagues and I'm with many people out there. The, the, you know, we said we wouldn't play him. I was a man of my word. I didn't play him. He got 12 targets and was awesome. So, I mean, it, it's always tough as a fantasy manager like when you bench a guy, you <laughs> right, kind of root yeah. against him, even though it's, you should not. You shouldn't. You want your player to show up. You to want to have made the more. right decision. Yes, that's all it is. And yeah. and look, Gabe Davis, he had a big game, nine for eighty-seven and a touchdown. It obviously, was a massive focal point for this team to not throw the ball to Diggs for, you know, every single play. I can't see a game in his game log where he's had more. Uh, he had a fourteen-target game. In week 18 of 2021. Otherwise, this is his highest. That being said, this is the Gabe Davis experience. I mean, I'm looking at his player profile on our website. His consistency rating. Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess it's a, it sounds like. It's a D. Oh. Yeah, he's better than you thought. Wow. 29% of the time he scores more than 10 points. Last night was one of those times. And, uh. That stings when it's on the island game and you want to get off to a good start. And we look, we all said to sit him, and it didn't work out. So that that was an L. That but, well, I looked quickly through his career game log, and that appears to be his third game ever with a double digit targets. He also played ninety nine percent of snaps in the game. Khalil Shakir had a career high game. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid had a career high game. I mean, it was the what? What will the Buffalo Bills look like? Without their two go-to tight ends, because they've been you know running a lot of twelve, they basically ran eleven personnel. So that third wide receiver, and it turned into Shakir. 
Yeah, good point. 31 for 40 for Josh Allen. Two touchdowns through the air. Had one on the ground. Ran the ball a ton. 41 yards on the ground. It was really a, a pretty flawless performance minus one tipped ball interception. Uh, the running game was basically non-existent. You know, James Cook in the end had 14 carries, but that number was very low before they started to burn the clock at the end of the game. Latavius Murray looked like Latavius Murray, like he shouldn't have been given goal line opportunities. I mean, he's 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 like a grandpa out there, and like in running back age, Latavius Murray is a great grandfather. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. James Cook sharing stories from days of old. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's telling James Cook how it was back in the day. It's like, James Cook is so good, you know, and it's. It is let's talk about very the, let's talk about that f at a high level for a second because teams, what happens is they practice and then they play like they practice. And mm -hmm. so if you go out on the practice field every week, and the goal line packages are Latavius Murray, people just need to understand they don't pivot that stuff on the fly. Very right. uh, almost never. Like if all of your goal line packages Latavius Murray's in there, and he fails on the first one, it's not likely they're like, hey James Cook, that stuff you didn't practice, like get out there. And it, it's unfortunate. They have to make that change fundamentally. At They're, practice. Because at practice. The, the change still needs to happen. I mean, do you, do you think that, you know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, when they're practicing their goal line packages, don't have Christian McCaffrey there in practice? No, they do, because that's their best player in that situation. It, it's really frustrating when these teams, you know, especially when it's the smaller back. It's like this old school mentality of, yes. I need yep. a big back who can move the pile in if we're inside the five because it's a bunch of beef boys out there and the small guy can't get it done. And I just don't think that's remotely true. I, I, I You know, it's not like, it's not very often that the play is run it up the middle, and it's a big, strong back that's just pushing the pile right. a couple extra inches. Like, that happens sometimes. But that's not usually, even when the big back scores, that's not how it happens, and that's not why it doesn't happen. It's like put your fast, speedy, tackle-avoiding back in there and score touchdowns. Well, Mc One of the plays that Murray failed on was getting to the edge. It was running out left, and he wasn't fast enough. It's like, I like McDermott. I, I do think he's a good coach, but he has some unfortunate old school tendencies of like Latavius Murray is the goal line back not going for it on some fourth downs where you're like dude <laughs> you sh you should really go for this fourth down you have Josh Allen it, he, no matter you want to run hit like a quarterback sneak tush push with Josh Allen you want to have him throw and he's like no nah, no nah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna surrender and punt here shout out to friend of the show Warren Sharp but Bills goal line offense in the last two years, number 32 in efficiency per play, 31 in touchdown rate, 31st in points per drive, and Josh Allen has completed 34% of goal line passes. So whatever practice you're doing is bottom of the league practice around the goal line. So uh, Rashad White was the leading receiver and runner for the Tampa Bay attack. Seven for 70 in the receiving game. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nine for 39 on the ground. No one else got involved. Chris Godwin, he broke the streak. We brought it up on uh, yesterday's show or the day before on the preview. He hadn't scored. And it was he hadn't a, scored in like 60-something receptions. It was it, it was a pretty long streak, but his touchdown reception was it was very nice. I it, mean, was like, nice. it was full arm extension. Almost looked like a 
barely fingertip grab. It was it was a great catch. And then Jason, uh, you and I are facing off in uh, the Dynasty League, and yeah. you're seven and zero. I'm six and one. Mm-hmm. These are the juggernauts of the league, and mm-hmm. I've got Josh Allen. Wow, what a performance! And then, but you know, Mike Evans. I mean, he did no targets in the second half until yeah, until he caught a touchdown off a helmet. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I was super happy. I mean. Yeah, you responded uh, with just just kind civilities the word I would use. Yeah, yeah, I'm a kind and gentle fantasy. You said have a safe drive into work. (laughs) Right, that's what I said. And it would be a shame if you got into a traffic accident. I mean, I don't know if I've ever been trash talked like I was last night. Yeah, so bad start. Well, yeah, you got here. (laughs) Oh no! No. No, that's not what I meant. Yes, bad start <laughs> to the week for me, for sure. I really want to beat you this week. Uh, anything else from this game you guys want to discuss? It was a, it was the, you know, a blowout considering it was, it was twenty-four to eighteen. It was a strange game because you, you know, we talked about is this the Bills get right game, and for the majority of the game, you're like, yeah. I mean, there was at at the beginning at least the the Bills kind of hung, or I'm sorry, the Bucks hung tight of the bend don't break give up a bunch of yardage but then stop them for a field goal and the bills were up so much it was well yeah they're definitely back but then I don't know if it was they pulled the you know like they they stepped off the gas and thought they could just coast but it was like there was a Hail Mary the final game of the play or final play of the game was a Hail Mary that the bill, the Bucks would have won if Godwin turned around a little yeah. earlier. He was he was there for a game winning catch, which was crazy because you go into the the fourth quarter twenty four to ten, and it just seems like it was the most lopsided game ever. I've never seen an end zone hail mary literally just land on the ground. Yeah, nobody like straight down in between a bunch. Everybody of Everybody forgot the ball was on the. No way. one could find. Maybe the lights were in their eyes. All right, it's Friday. Put Clan Friday. All right, every Friday we have a giveaway for a supporter of the show over at jointhefoot.com, the illustrious, incredible Foot Clan. Today's giveaway winner is Password is Taco. That's the username. <laughs> Password is Taco. Okay, you, you probably don't want that as your username because now everyone knows. Uh, giving, uh, We're giving $100 to fantasychamps.com. To Password is Taco, congratulations. Thank you for supporting the show. Let's talk news. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Unnecessary drama in Miami. Tyreek Hill, I'm good, baby, he said. And uh, really threw, you know, all of our concerns into the garbage after even Tua had said, at some point we'll get Tyreek back. That was his quote. Yeah. And he meant the next day. Tua, you're supposed to say indefinite. Right, because we we, we don't understand know. what that yeah. means. Um, yeah, the the reports were that when he got back out uh, to practice, that he looked absolutely fine. He was doing his normal drills at normal speed. Uh, so there's no worries with Tyreek Hill. Nor are there with Raheem Mostert, who had the Veterans Day off and was back at practice. T.J. Hawkinson upgraded to a limited practice on Thursday. It's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Here's where there is not a good sign. No, 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 no. Deontay Johnson, another DNP, the hamstring. When you hurt your hamstring Mm. to the degree where you have to go on IR Mm. and you're gone for a month Mm. and then you come back and you hurt your hamstring again. I'm not playing. I'm not playing that game. I mean, I've got him in a couple leagues. I've already made the like this is at the stage where I have somebody else in the lineup. And if I'm pleasantly surprised today, then I can adjust. Sure. 
Aaron Jones returned to a limited practice. Luke Musgrave did not practice with an ankle. Packers players. Dalvin Cook talking about being traded. Good luck. Yeah, who's trading for you? They've no. watched. Bro, you got your money. Yeah, yeah, be happy. He said he's adjusting to not playing. It's an adjustment. Yeah. And uh, it was an adjustment that the uh, Jets needed to make to make sure he didn't play. Yeah, keep keep adjusting. Uh, maybe, you know what, with how he's looked, if they could trade him, the Bills would love to put him in on goal line situations. <laughs> I mean, they would just they'd be like, man, you look really slow. Let's get you, wow. let's get you in wow. there. Wow, if they traded for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I don't think that's a 0% chance. Put the brothers together. You know who's in there on the goal line. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones is out. Okay. And we've got matchups today. We'll talk about Kareem Hunt's health, Jerome Ford's health. We'll talk about Kenneth Walker and Tyler Lockett. Uh, those are today's matchup, right, Brooksy? Yes, We're talking sir. About those. And Josh Palmer, he didn't practice again. That is frightening. You are right. There's going to be a huge opportunity with QJ. I mean, they, they're they going to need someone to catch the ball. Yeah, Jalen Guyton's coming back finally. Uh, so, yeah, huge opportunity. Um, there's also uh, the news that Brock Purdy is – practicing so what is going on with i mean this? it was funny because it was reported that he he's in concussion protocol and that sam darnold will be the starter um but i think maybe that i mean i, I, I still I, presume that's going to happen but it isn't a 100 percent guarantee i don't think it's going to happen right yeah so yeah i think i think it's going to be brock purdy and i think he had to go into protocols but he's been out there practicing and they're waiting for that clearance and that might not come that might be what he can't do but i i think he wants to play yeah so that that threw some cold water on our uh, DFS lineups <laughs> later today because Sam Darnold in DFS is forty three hundred. Yeah, which, which changes everything. We don't have the liberty on a Friday to put put Darnold in because we would have. You'd have to be like, if he doesn't play, I'm pivoting this to this, this to this, yeah. this to this, to this to this. You know, uh, it's basically like you you're putting in Malik Cunningham of the Patriots and hoping that he gets elevated and maybe gets a snap or two. That was today's news and notes presented, as always, by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. Fantasy Forecast. Well, no bye weeks, so we covered a ton of matchups yesterday. So if you're looking for the Rams, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Falcons, Titans, Saints, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Giants, Jags, Steelers, Eagles, Commanders, those matchups were discussed yesterday. Today, we're starting with the Houston Texans, who are 3-3, three and three, taking on the only winless team in football, the Carolina Panthers, at 0-6. So, Jason, first thing, I mean, by the way, Houston, three-and-a-half-point road favorites, over-unders 43, Houston coming off the bye. Uh, both teams coming off the bye. This is a tough one for Cardinals fans, because the Cardinals are 1-6, one in, uh, one in mm -hmm. and they're the only one-win team in right. football. Carolina's the only winless team. The Cardinals have the... Houston pick, mm -hmm. but if Houston wins, which is this is one of those games where, or I'm sorry, if Carolina wins, Cardinals slide into a tie for that first selection. Yeah, I mean, so you're rooting for. Oh, you're certainly rooting for the Carolina Panthers to win this game. <laughs> I mean, this is this would be uh, great for Cardinals fans to win. I'm really interested in this game uh, going into the bye. Frank Reich talked about um, changing uh, who's going to call plays. And I think that there's going to be some pretty wholesale changes here to the Carolina offense. Um, so this is something to keep your eye on. I don't think we pivot 
you know, you're not going to take what Adam Thielen has been doing and bench him. That's that's that would be outrageous. That would be a bad process. But pay attention because if it comes out and Adam Thielen goes from, you know, look, the, since week two, nine targets, 14, 8, 13, 13. He is getting everything. If it comes out and he's got six targets this game, then I, I will take that immediately as a new normal. I don't expect that to happen. I, but I'm going to be paying attention to it. I think it's I think the fair-minded conversation around Thielen, regardless of the offensive coordinator thing, is just that his numbers were so outrageous. Mm -hmm. So I think you could make the argument that trading high on Thielen, regardless of that uh, potential change, is the wise thing to do. He's an older player. You know, I can remember a couple of Larry Fitzgerald age 33, age 34 seasons where the first half of the season was on fire. The second half, the second half changed that. Uh, I think He's their best receiver by a lot. Yeah. So it's hard fair. to say like their play calling is going to pivot to players that can't perform at the level that Thielen is performing at. But I certainly think it means something for the running game with Chuba Hubbard, Mike start of the week, who has had a lot of opportunity even with Miles Sanders injury. Sanders has not delivered on the hopes of the offseason. So, you know, I've heard I've seen people want to ask us questions. I mean, they've asked questions about Miles Sanders. Like, where are you with that? Is that a, you know, what if he's on your roster right now? What if you have Chuba? Because you picked him up in light of the injury. So that's very likely that there's a lot of teams with both of them. Who are you playing? I would play Chuba. If I have both, I'm going to play Chuba over Miles. Like Until Miles proves to me that he is healthy, ready to go. And I mean, he's been inches, Sanders, this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Busted. That's that's rough. He the first three weeks were okayish for fantasy football, but they really slowed down. And that includes him playing through the injury. So if I have to pick the two of them, I'm I still have confidence in Chuba. So if I have the two of them, that's where I'm going. And my other note for the Panthers would be if rookie wide receiver Jonathan Mingo is out there on the waiver wire, he's someone who I have interest in. Like Jason brought up, we have a new play caller. Things could shift around, and it's the bye week. He's a second-round wide receiver, so if this is a day-two pick going into the second half of the season. If something's going to happen with him, it this is about the time it would. I I don't know if it will for Mingo. I don't know if Bryce Young and is is uh, ready to take that step for him. But he's he's a an interesting guy that could have a real second half takeoff. I wanted to look at Bryce Young a little bit because that's another thing that should change a little bit over the course of the year. Acclimation, right? First two weeks of the year, Bryce Young, 4.2 per attempt. Yeah, he looks insane. Very the, outmatched. But the last three weeks, it's been at six. And I know that that's not a high number. Like, C.J. Stroud is up there at 7.8 or whatever. But I think that there is – I mean, he had a three-touchdown game. He had He's completing over 63% of his passes. So, like, that is the other – potential situation for them Houston Indianapolis Chicago the next three weeks for Carolina there will be fantasy points scored it's just our job as fantasy players to identify who's scoring them Damian Pierce the matchup is good this week it's... the matchup is very very good the Panthers have not been able to stop the run which is kind of wild because they were like coming in last year they I, they were good at stopping the run now that's a like... Steve Wilkes Frank Reich change to me where are you yeah. at with your confidence of because look Pierce it should be great but the last time we saw the Houston Texans it 
turned into the Devin Singletary show with his highest, you know, opportunities of the year, highest snap share. He had two targets. I don't know what Pierce had in that game, but it was Pierce they, had he had one more attempt than Singletary and no targets. And a bunch I watched it. It was three goal line chances too. So I it, I think both guys are in play, but I'd rather okay. play Pierce. Okay, you're still on his side. I'm I'm the same way and it will be a a committee the coaching staff came out and talked about using both guys a lot and that that's going to be the new normal so i we we saw it and they said it so it's true we saw it we said it it's true that is true nice dalton schultz uh tank dell is back uh confidence level that dalton schultz could surprise uh low i think that tank dell being out was a big part of schultz success if I've got him and there's Taysom Hill, um, probably I'd go Taysom. I, Trey I had, McBride. I had those two players and I chose Taysom Hill. Okay, so you Taysom and then Trey McBride. I would go Schultz over yeah, McBride I, just because of the matchup against Baltimore, who's usually really good against tight ends. Nico and Tank Dell both in your lineup. Yes, Thielen, of course, and, uh, and Robert Robert Woods is missing practice. Yeah, he, he looks is, like he's going to miss. He missed Wednesday and Thursday, trending to be out. So that. That would be an uptick for Tank Robert, Dell for sure. I know there's been injuries, but Robert Woods, do you know how many targets he's on pace for this year? A lot. 122. What? Yeah, it's... I discovered this last night because I, I was starting to look at... I was like, oh, I wonder what wide receivers have a ton of targets and not a lot of touchdowns because I was looking for second-half upside sleepers like Godwin was, right? Like a lot of targets, no touchdowns. Jerry Judy uh, has some, but... Robert Woods is sitting up at the tippy top of targets. It's wow. so bizarre because, but he's not catching a lot of them. Because Nico Collins, fifty-one percent of his passes, and Tank Dell are the hotness, and Robert Woods is seeing pretty much just the the, uh, the same opportunity as those guys, but he's not coming through. All right, quick break. Back with another matchup. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. 
The Cleveland Browns at 4-2 take on the Seattle Seahawks, who are also 4-2. DraftKings Sportsbook line here, Seattle minus 3.5. The over-under is 38. Truthfully, the most, the two most surprising 4-2 teams are Cleveland and Pittsburgh. They both have just, like, muscled their way to victory on the backs of Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. That's the second and third most surprising 4-2 teams. Forgot about the Steelers. That's who plays in Pittsburgh. Oh, I thought you were talking about these two teams. I thought you said the Seahawks and the Browns. No, no, no. I was saying I oh. I followed up that statement by saying Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I'm ah. gonna I'll be honest, I didn't listen to a single thing you just said. But yes, I agree. Pittsburgh is number one and two on the list, and then Don't Cleveland's the number Steelers, three. Though. Yeah. Um Well then I'm gonna add the Seahawks. We don't add this podcast. The anybody. Seahawks are surprising as well to me. To be four and two, yeah, really, because they haven't looked good on offense, right? They, okay, that's they've, fair. They've they've struggled a little bit in the passing game, and they're they're winning. This is an interesting week. PJ Walker is going to get the start again. We presume, right? I mean, Watson is is going to take some more time. Walker is not a good quarterback. Mm -mm. He's he's okay. He's fine. He's not the quarterback that when he's in there, like like I have Amari Cooper, and I'm going to play Amari Cooper because he gets targeted every single week. And you know, we had a hundred yard game with PJ Walker the week before. But I don't go into my week saying, yay, it's P.J. Walker That's instead fair. of Deshaun Watson. But Cooper's in your lineup. And then Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was limited this week. He's been kind of limited a couple weeks in a row. It looked like it was going to be all Kareem Hunt. What's the latest on Jerome Ford? So we did see video of Jerome Ford who was listed. What was it? The, the low-grade the, high ankle sprain? Exactly. And he was... Back at practice doing drills. That doesn't mean that he is going to be ready to play, but it it means you need to be paying attention. Because, yeah, it was mostly individual drills. Yeah, I'm watching them right now. But if you picked up Pierre Strong in the hopes that he could be a, a, a fill-in for you at the running back for an RB2 or something like that, yeah, if, that's if, probably... Jerome, if Jerome Ford is playing, that that's, that's done. Can we not make the players wear the giant lego helmets when they're doing individual drills i i'm, <laughs> it just I'm seems it's like a union thing yeah. now uh so pay attention to that cream hunt's probably in no matter what because jerome ford if he's back out there mm -hmm. uh, what's worse a high grade low ankle sprain or a low grade high ankle sprain oh i think that's a, a high grade question. low ankle sprain would be worse okay elijah moore 7.2 worthless targets per game mm -hmm. don't play him and, uh, yeah, sell sell him, trade him on the basis that he gets a lot of targets. It will work out better than playing him. On the other side, Kenneth Walker didn't practice for a second consecutive day with the calf injury while Zach Charbonnet is a full practice. You could have Zach Charbonnet's debut opportunity against a terrible matchup. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. The, the Cleveland Browns have just been so good against running backs. Last week, they, they had some cracks in the armor, but I'm still trusting what we've seen on the, the, the whole of the season with the Browns. If if Walker doesn't play and Charbonnet is active, which I, Charbonnet should be active, he's practicing in full, then I'm starting Charbonnet. Uh, he's a quality player. It's not like you're – I mean, are you not starting Kenneth Walker because it's a bad matchup if he's active? No, you're going to start Kenneth Walker in any matchup, and I, I think Charbonnet is good enough where he – if he is alone without Walker, I, I'll treat him the same way, even if he's not well, as good. Would you play him over Damian Pierce? Yes. Yes. In, in the because of the exclusivity. Correct. Yep. Okay. 
I think that makes sense. I think I'd take the ceiling opportunity, and he can catch the ball. Yeah. Geno Smith is kind of off people's uh, board this week. I think it makes sense. The defense for the Browns, yes, last week Minshew had a good one. Two of those were rushing touchdowns. Well, and you might and not have Tyler Lockett. Passing touchdowns. You might not have Tyler Lockett. He did not uh, practice Wednesday. He did not practice Thursday. This is a hamstring. If you've got a hamstring problem keeping you out of a Thursday practice, it it feels unlikely to play. The, oh, the did he miss Thursday last week with so a hamstring? What's funny is I think he actually missed Friday last week with a hamstring. So it, it's I'll, I'll I'll look that up right now. But it was. It was one of the more, more unique situations I've seen where late in the week you miss a full practice with a hamstring and then play. Yeah, let's figure out what he happened last, what happened last week. Is he, because of the matchup and because of the fact that targets will be distributed across Metcalf, JSN, Lockett, and company, is he? Is it worth just taking him off your board and not worrying about it? Like, There's enough options out there, like Rashi Rice or... I think if you have a, a decent option, I would pivot out of Lockett. My bigger question is, how do you guys feel about JSN? Not Just that like, great. Yeah, th this isn't the matchup for it. Um, it to, to verify, last week, uh, Lockett was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, did not participate in practice on Friday, and then did play. So, <laughs> you, right. don't, you don't know what you're... All you right. He, you know, he's maybe going to play then this week if he did the same kind of thing last week. But with the bad matchup... With the aggravated hamstring, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and bench lock it for any decent option. Kansas City is six and one. They take on the Denver Broncos, who are two and five. The DraftKings Sportsbook line is Kansas City minus seven. The over under is forty seven. To me, and I know the game's in Denver. Like that's a shocking line to me. It is. I think seven is And the Broncos played them tough last time, too, on the road. Now they haven't beaten them. For 16 consecutive games. That is, that's is, a lot of games. That's an insane streak. That's, that's eight, eight years, right? Yes. We were Unless there was a, a playoff game. This was like the beginning of the fantasy footballers. It was the last time we probably saw that happen. Are are we the reason? No, it's Mahomes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, th you think? I think uh, it's more Mahomes. What? Uh, give bit, us a little, little bit of credit yeah, here. A little bit. Okay. A little bit, little bit Mahomes. Yeah. A little bit us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obama was president. Our kids were way younger. Patrick Mahomes has never lost an a an AFC West road game ever. What? He's in the AFC West. That's impossible. Yeah, so it is Mahomes. Yeah, it's him. It's not us. You play him. You play Pacheco. I'm now, convinced. <laughs> now, Pacheco has been uh, on, on start of the week list for two consecutive weeks and hasn't delivered the big performance. This week, it's the same story. I mean, he's going to get a bunch of work, but he... But RB14, RB13, that's... Yeah, he, I mean, it's he, fine. He's been a top 15 running back for five that's straight weeks. That's just a start. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's, it's just a start, but he is someone that is in all of your lineups. What about Rashi Rice? Because there's a lot of excitement. You know, you have the built-in intangibles of, you know, young athletic rookie with upside. It's not like Robert Woods is getting more snaps every week and you're like, ah, oh, it's Robert Woods. Like this is a player that has probably more to give. Yeah, I mean, he went from 30% snaps, 49% snaps, 59% snaps. That's the that's what you need to see to have the confidence to put him in there now. The matchup is okay. It's not it's not like the best matchup in the world just because Denver is a bad defense. Sometimes that 
backfires on wide receivers and just the passing game in general because you run a lot successfully. Um, but I, I'm totally willing to start Rushy Rice because it, it appears like he's going to be Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver. It's kind of wild, even when you count the insanity that happened to Denver earlier in the year. They're only the 17th best matchup against wide receivers. In fact, the last three weeks, they put up the best performance, and then they were in the top half for two consecutive weeks. So this is where that 70-point game is going to start to distort the truth about your matchups. So it's a good point. Now, those snaps for Rashi Rice, they came at the expense of Kadarius Tony, who's down to 19%. Too high. I believe it is too high. Now, Kelsey, I would play him. I I guess the matchup's okay. Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Now, Sutton Sutton has like five touchdowns this year. <laughs> it's, I looked I, at this. It's five. This, this guy. It's the fakest. This guy. It is the fakest, like – quality fantasy asset of the season right now he 815 is, and 12 is his pace yeah it, it, on 70 catches he's currently the wide receiver 21 he's been a pretty good start most weeks and i'm just it's like but it's not real and it's not going to keep happening <laughs> i would play him over judy i would play him over judy as which well, is something yes. we weren't saying earlier in the year but i you know it's one of those things where a lot of times you look for expected fantasy points uh, that's a really we, – we've got an article that comes out every week talking about the expected fantasy points versus the fantasy points being scored, and he's the he's the poster child right now for – he shouldn't be scoring as much as the opportunities he's being given. So I'm still not – I'm not putting him in like he's the wide receiver 21 by any means. To me, the biggest storyline on Denver, and I want to throw this to you guys for, for broader perspective. When I was looking up like wide receivers with a lot of targets they haven't scored – I flipped over to the running backs earlier, and I was like, running backs with a lot of carries that haven't scored. Javante Williams is at the top of that list. Like He's not gotten into the end zone even one time this year in the passing game or in the ground game. You know, it, it's fair to say like you're going to come back slower off of a major injury. The last two weeks has been over five a carry. Jaleel McLaughlin's opportunities have gone down. Like, you know, when you talk about second-half sleepers, is, is this a player in contention? Because I haven't been... Mm -mm. I haven't been impressed, like eyeball tests with Williams, but the numbers are saying he's performing at a better efficiency level. Yeah, I mean, I. But so did you say no? I said no because I don't believe in this offense as a whole, and he hasn't really looked special. And with McLaughlin coming on, I think that McLaughlin looks like the better back. So but he's coming off now. I I believe that right now you're you're talking about getting a at best 50% of the running back room on a bad offense. So I'm just I I don't see the I don't see the path for a big explosive great second half of the year for Javante. Uh, obviously, you know, more time away from the injury is good and that's the pathway, but I'm just not excited about the Broncos offense. Is that cuz they have one carry inside the 10 all year? Ooh. That is a good example of why I'm not excited about the Broncos' offense. But they also can't get there when Cortland Sutton's getting all them touchdowns. You know That's what I true. mean? He's just like I have more optimism than Jason for Javante over the second half. I, to me, I, I think it looks like we're going to narrow it down that it's going to be Javante and McLaughlin, and P. Ryan will be just a kind of a bit part player in the offense. Uh, P. Ryan has not looked good either, and 
I agree that Javante doesn't – he still does not look like the Javante that got drafted. But he, I, I think over the second half, the opportunities are going to go up. It's weird that P. Ryan jumped ahead of McLaughlin last week. It was weird. It, it, it wasn't a massive jump. I think it was like 25 to 20%. Yeah. yeah. So, it, But it was like – it just seemed like they were ready to completely make the transition away from P. Ryan to McLaughlin, and then last week it didn't happen. We'll keep an eye on it this week. But also, all of this is irrelevant because this is a terrible matchup. It sounds like somebody's boarding up like uh, <laughs> their houses outside of our studio right now. We're getting ready for the, the Is there zombies. a storm coming? Al, can you board I, I up think, some I, stuff for us? There's somebody doing some work on the roof. Huh. That's mm. not Santa? Ideal. Not yet, Mike. Oh. Wait till Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> We're almost Christmas there. season starts <laughs> Wednesday. The Baltimore Ravens are five and two. They take on the one and six Arizona Cardinals. They are who we thought they were. So just for perspective, like Baltimore is nine and a half point road favorites here, whereas Kansas City is seven point road favorites in the previous game. The over under is forty four and a half. Baltimore's offense looked unquestionably dominant yeah. last yeah. week. It was the first time Do that. It was the first time they looked that way. It, yeah. One, yes. Very but it was fantastic. I mean, they just they smashed the Lions. Now, a group of Ravens, to give you some more bird facts. Oh, uh, it's, oh, it's a murder, right? A, a group of Ravens is called an unkindness. What? It's a murder of crows, Mike. Oh, crows. The crows. first time you failed at bird yeah. knowledge. Oh, man. I hold... I hold up my bird knowledge in such esteem. So, but it is interesting that like crows, which are dark black birds, yeah, it's a murder, and then the ravens are dark birds, and they're an unkindness. So it's like when dark What's birds. What's a group of doves? I'm on it. Peace. Take a look. A group of cardinals can be called a college. Oh, they're very smart. Why do we need so many words? Yeah, why for, can't you just groups? Yeah. But uh, in this one, I will say this may be a murder of Cardinals. Uh, that's uh, I see where you're yeah, I mean, that's, This well is going to be professional. bad. The, the Cardinals at this point, like, they were barely capable of having enough. Like, they barely had enough pieces to move the ball, and it was an impressive beginning of the year. But then you remove James Conner from the offense, and you remove Zach Ertz, who I know it's Zach Ertz. But if you keep taking pieces away from, from – an element, you know, an offense that doesn't have a lot of pieces. There's just not a lot of upside. Yeah, the the Baltimore Ravens defense has just been very, very good all season. Even when they've dealt with injuries, they've been very good. They're a super well coached team, like always. Without the talent on the Cardinal side of the ball, I mean, you could start Hollywood Brown. He hasn't been good the last two weeks. That's what I was going to ask. But the but the opportunities are still there. The talent is there. Um, I, you know, I I. I believe I would still revenge be game. I, I believe Ooh. I would still be starting Hollywood Brown, but outside of him, I was going to ask the nobody. The when you're looking at the Ravens' defense, you know, just, uh, over the last six weeks, worst matchup for quarterbacks, six worst for wide receivers, third for tight ends, and yet 18th against running backs. And people are trying to find guys to put in there. And Amari DiMarcato, after the the full fab dump to get him, and then he did not get opportunities, even though he was running routes and, and played the most snaps. Last week, Keonta Ingram with no opportunities, and DeMarcado, 13 carries, 58 yards, had five targets. He no. had 80% of snaps. I mean, he was, I mean as he a, was like, So if you have, like, an emergency, then you could get him in there? Well, that's busted. 
Yeah. I, Would I, you play? Uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like Mike, it. Mike's all right. I, I kind of like it. But the, the point being, if it feels feels bad, but the numbers were that is that's full workhorse. Singletary or Demarcado in this matchup? <sighs> Man. And I'm going to ask the same yeah. question with Pierre Strong. People's people's desperation plays. I, I would go Demarcado over both of those options. Yeah, I both of them. The, the problem with 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 Singletary and Demarcado is. Both of them could vanish in snaps. Like it could just transfer right back over to a different running back. But I would, of them, I would take the chance on DeMarcado. Trey McBride is in play if you're desperate at tight end to me this sure. week. I know that the Ravens are very good against the tight end position, but in a non competitive game, I think there's just going to be, like the Cardinals throw the ball to the tight end position yeah. more than almost anybody. I still am taking a I shot they're there. Second. I think you. If you're in a full PPR, sure. I don't think McBride has a great game, but I could see him with you know eight or nine targets. That being said, this this seemed like a pretty good week for picking up tight ends off of waivers. Schultz was regularly out there. Ferg, uh, Ferg Daddy was, was hopefully out there. He played Kincaid. Uh, so while I agree with what you're saying about Trey McBride, I think there are better options available. Lamar, of course. Gus Edwards, my start of the week. Zay Flowers, my start of the week, and. You know, you can you can kick the like. Would you rather play Demarcado or take a shot with Justice Hill, with them as heavy favorites? Ooh, uh, that one's I. I'd probably I'd probably play Justice Hill because I would go I, Justice Hill. I'd be afraid the Cardinals are going to throw another random yes. back out there. Yeah, I would take fifty percent of snaps against the Cardinals than eighty percent of snaps for the Cardinals. <laughs> and a really important one, Jason: Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey? If you had the choice. <laughs> Just a classic start sit conundrum for a um, lot of teams. I'll go. Yeah. Who 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 do you have in the, the dynasty matchup? I've got Mark Andrews. Yeah. Who do you have? Travis Kills. Okay. Cincinnati's three and three taking on the five and two San Francisco 49ers. The DK Sportsbook line now, San Francisco minus four. So I believe this went from five and a half to three and a half. Mm -hmm. And now it's at four, which tells me maybe Brock Purdy's <laughs> expected to play. The over under is forty three and a half. Obviously, you know, they move the lines based on betting. So here we are. the The over under is down, and so the expectation of of kind of a bigger performance for the offenses has changed. You know, San Francisco was on fire. Five straight games of thirty plus points. The last two games has been seventeen. Cincinnati's defense is not a slouch defense. I know it hasn't been great uh, this year, but they have had a couple of big performances. You know, the funk that the 49ers are in. Are, are you worried about it when it comes to players like Brandon Ayuk, who should be alone, should have opportunities? Is he a full start? He's a full start, yeah. He's he's a full start for me as well. The You know, it's, I don't know at what point in the game the uh, Brock Purdy's head injury happened, and so this is just full speculation, but like Brock Purdy – looked not great toward like at the end of the game where it was should have been some easy completions to especially Brandon Ayuk. So I'm curious if if that played a part. You know oh, it, it, yeah, there, let me let me try to find a tweet. Is Someone, there actual numbers on it? Yeah, there were there were numbers on it and uh here here we go. Um he was 19 of 24, 252 and a touchdown with zero interceptions prior to the concussion play. Um, afterwards, he was two of six for twenty yards and two ints. Yeah, there you go. It and we, I mean, we saw that from Tua last year. Very, inter that's actually really interesting because there were a couple plays that I was shocked he missed. 
not even the interception ones, but like Ayuk on an in route. Yes. Uh, it was confusing. It was imprecise. And it was now, Trey Lance stuff. And hey, hey, take it I'm easy. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's uh, it's one of those things where you, what is happening? I can't I can't explain what happened to Brock Purdy at the end of the game. Well, now we have a little bit high of hindsight that we can add in there. The San Francisco defense is a very dangerous one. The last couple of games were on the road. Now they're back home against Cincinnati, and the offense for Cincinnati has been, uh, well, not what we hoped for. Warming up? Maybe. It's I tough it's to warm. Up. It's warming up, but like – They're not heating up. Like the temperature of this offense, is it going to be warmer at the end of this game or not? Because the 49ers are formidable. I don't want to face them if I'm in offense, but are you – like is this a get-right game for the 49ers? A get-right game for the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, because if you believe that, if you believe that this is the kind of game where a good team bounces back from a couple of losses on the road, they come home, the crowd, and then they just dominate. Like, that's what a good team does. I don't think they're going to flat-out dominate the Cincinnati Bengals. They've they've been struggling. The Bengals have been getting a little bit better, and Joe Burrow should be the healthiest he's been all season. T. Higgins should be the healthiest he's been all season. I think this will be a battle, um, and I'm willing to start – Players on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm not afraid. All the normals. All the normals. I'm not afraid of starting Joe Burrow just because this is a tough matchup on the road. It's it's hard, but he is good. He's got his weapons. I'm also willing to start T. Higgins, who hasn't been good yet. But the the reports um, from this bye week and and practice were that T. Higgins is finally looking himself, and that that's very important and needed for the Bengals. Are you wanting? Like, are you going to be? aggressive in trying to go get T Higgins right now because the value is low or do you feel like this is a I I can let it ride for one more week of no of I, low production and then then try and scoop him up no I, I I would scoop him up now even though the 49ers have a great defense they are if you adjust for schedule they're 23rd they average giving up 31.2 fantasy points to the opposing wide receivers so T. Higgins could have a fine game this week, and then people will be much less hesitant to trade him affordably. The Bears are 2-5. and five. They travel to take on the Los Angeles Chargers in Sunday Night Football. Tyson Bagent will get the start. Bilbo. Against Justin Herbert, and if the Bears win the ball game, they have a better record than the Chargers. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going to happen? I did not realize that I was rooting for the Bears. The DraftKings Sportsbook line is Los Angeles minus eight and a half at home. The over-under is 46 and a half. Three of the four losses for the Chargers have been one-score games. That's their specialty. That's what they do, man. Herbert is the quarterback eight on the year right now at home. He's been the quarterback five, five, and six. He's going to be played. You're going to play him against the Bears defense. It's yeah. not been a good defense. Austin Eckler, you know, Jason mentioned the fact he was a little squeaky. Mm -hmm. There's and, a lot of frustration in Los Angeles. And you, you've you got a situation here where, I mean, you saw the splits last year when Keenan or Mike Williams was missing. The amount of targets that went to Austin Eckler were outrageously high. Well, you've got no Mike Williams. You've got no practicing Joshua Palmer. If you're down both those players, Austin Eckler's going to be used in the passing game a ton. They just won't even have a choice. I can't – last week he had two targets, which is like the only time he's had two targets in like three years. Mm -hmm. So I understand him being frustrated about that. 
That being said, Joshua Kelly had the big run. Eckler hasn't quite looked himself. Keenan Allen is in must start. The problem here is Joshua Palmer. Like I was, I'm just going to be transparent. I was thrilled to have spent fab and picked up Josh Palmer. Mm -hmm. And then he goes out and you flex him and he puts up over a hundred yards. He didn't score and he still had a big week. It's like, I've got, I felt like I got myself a guy. Yeah. No sign of injury on the field whatsoever through the game. Not that I saw. Now didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday. And it's a knee issue, so it's not something you uh, – it's either right or it's not right. You're not going to want to play through it and, and make it worse. I mean, is there – is he – if he practices Friday, you're fine? Yeah, yeah. If, if he gets back to a full practice, then you go, okay. Well, limited. Limited, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little worried, but he's going to be out there. If, he's, if he the is – The problem is it's Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have another pivot option. But oh, if if we know he's a pivot gonna, option out there, it, huge, huge, oh, huge. You yeah, want to do I, that? It's gonna I, be huge. I think I would do it. I think I would. Do oh, it. I would do that pivot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would do that pivot. I mean, the the Bears aren't a good defense, and so they the Herbert should be able to still get it done with limited weapons against the Bears. I'd love to say, well, this opens up a window for Gerald Everett, except for he's been limited with an injury, so it takes. They could dominate on the ground in this game and, and not do as much through the air. Deonta Foreman, Roshan Johnson. Roshan's going to play. Oh, He's man. out of the concussion protocol. He's listed as healthy. Darrington Evans has been involved. Travis Homer's healthy. Deonta Foreman, he scored last week three times. And looked great. Mm -hmm. He was very good. I'm starting Deonta Foreman this week with Roshan active. That's that's how Single I... Single Terry or Foreman? Foreman. Yeah, Foreman. Kareem Hunt or Foreman? That one's tough. I, th I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Foreman. Based on our website, Foreman managers are panicking because there are oh, tons of it. start sit questions. Yeah, it's it's an it's and it's not zero percent chance that Roshan would get a bunch of work, and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there why is, you were getting playing time before. There is the uh, there is the outcome here where Roshan comes out and is the starter, plays ahead of. Foreman and Foreman is a backup. That that certainly could happen. I I project that the opposite happens. I think Foreman will be the first and second down back, and that Roshan will be the the change of back, uh, change of pace back, the the two minute drill guy, and that Foreman is the one you want for fantasy purposes and has the better chance at a touchdown. The wide receiver five on the year, DJ Moore, the good over the last two weeks without Justin Fields for the majority of that is that he had seventeen targets. The bad is that he didn't finish in the top 24 in either week. He only had 50 yards in each game. Yeah, the yards, uh, the average depth of target for Tyson Bajant, Bilbo himself, uh, 2.1. That is, mm, that smells like garbage. That's, that's, that's yes, some stinky, is, stinky, stinky caca. Now, you can't blame him because they might have just built the offense to protect him from himself. himself yeah. yeah, I mean. I would not expect Hobbits to have a higher A dot. No, no, no. To be no. fair, yeah, they're they're pretty small, and a lot of passes get knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, how far can a Hobbit really throw? About two point four <laughs> yards. Is that what is that what it was? <laughs> DJ Moore's in your lineup, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With those targets, it's uh, doubtful that you have a better option. Okay, if Josh Palmer was active, DJ Moore or Josh Palmer? DJ Moore. Okay, just making sure the Raiders. Three and four taking on the Detroit Lions at five and two. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Detroit minus eight. The over-under is 46. 
Jared Goff is Mike's start of the week since the beginning of 2022. Goff is averaging 27.3 fantasy points per game at home. Yep. I mean, I know I've used the phrasing of get right game many times this week. But here's another one. I mean, Detroit got absolutely embarrassed. And I do trust Dan Campbell to get them ready to perform at home. You know, Amon Ra is going to be back out there. He's been dominating the targets. Jamison Williams should get more work with Marvin Jones out. It's hard for me to see this game going differently than Vegas has it going. Yeah, this is this is a team with a lot of pride who's looked great this year, and they got humiliated, absolutely humiliated. Now they're coming back home in a winnable matchup. You really do expect them to put pedal to the metal, to not take the Raiders lightly for this. It's not a trap game anymore when you're coming off of a brutal beatdown. So I, I, I agree with Andy, who agrees with Vegas. I The Lions should really roll here. Is is Josh Reynolds a spot start for you? For sure, yeah. Okay. Josh Reynolds has been pretty solid a bunch of times this year um, with – you know, Marvin Jones retiring, that's going to open up more, you know, just opportunities to be on the field for the, I'm, I'm guessing that it's going to be spread around a little bit. Jamison Williams snaps should rise. You're going to pay attention to that this week. Um, but it, it, it's also an opportunity for the other wide receivers to rise as well. I'd play Reynolds over Jamison. And, yeah, me and, too. And I was really disappointed that this was the Monday game and couldn't be part of the slate for our next segment because I wanted Josh Reynolds in my lineup. On the other side of the ball, you have uh, Fat Thor. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is – I'm so happy you've embraced Fat Thor. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, he he, he was Fat Thor. It's like it was done. He is the RB15 on this season. He yeah. gets more opportunities per game than almost anyone. Yep. He will get a pile of them in this game. Oh, Even yeah. Fat Thor yeah. was still super strong. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's I still mean, Thor. He's still Thor. He's just out, out of shape. shape. Yeah. <laughs> but Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and, and Jacoby Myers, That's it's uh, your it's your triple starts there for the Raiders. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to play, which does, you know. That matters. He is very good at throwing it to just a couple of people, and I love that about him. Mm -hmm. And so handsome. He is that, too. Uh, anything else from this game, Sam Laporta? Of course you play him. Yes, agreed. Uh, I, and I think Michael Mayer. Uh, I, so hear me out. Meh. I totally understand the hesitancy. However, the snaps were still very high last week at yeah. 71%. So he has, he has made the transition to being their primary tight end. Not every tight end is going to be good every single week. He wasn't great last week. But I don't think that means that The Raiders were not great last week. Would right. you play McBride or would you play Mayer? Because I'd, I'd, I'd be on the McBride side. I'd go Mayer. Okay. Jason. That's tough. The matchup is – with tight ends, I like to focus on the matchup more than other positions, so I'll go Mayer. Breaking news. A couple of injury updates for you. Zay Jones is out. Deontay Johnson says he's going to play. And Kyler Murray on whether he'll be activated this week. Jonathan Gannon said, quote, We'll see. Oh man. We'll see. What if Kyler comes back this week? It's not gonna it's not happening. It's not gonna happen. What if he does? See now this one actually makes sense. Like to I, say we'll see. Yes. Like I was uh, very vocal in my opposition to Jonathan Gannon being a buffoon at the beginning of the year saying, I don't know who's gonna start. Is it gonna be Toon or Dobbs? Ridiculous. 
But if a team doesn't know if they're playing Josh Dobbs or Kyler Murray, that's a very different situation. One more update for you. Jerome Ford surprised the organization with how he ran on Thursday despite the sprained ankle. After testing it during practice, the Browns are listing him as questionable. It's okay. zero, zero or two games. I mean, Jason was, zero or Jason three. said oh, it. three. I'm sorry. Yeah, After three. Jason said that, more reports came out and said he's missing at least two. And now he's a threat to miss zero. What do you think actually happens? I think he plays. I think if he's at practice looking like he looks, um, I, I, Pierre Strong is... I think they want Ford there. As someone facing Kareem Hunt, this is very good news. Uh, Kareem very Hunt. good news. Kareem Hunt also not listed on the injury report. Great. So he's good to go. Didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> I didn't tell you. I was telling the people. Fantasy Faceoff, presented by DraftKings. Well, well, well. If Mr. Yeah. If number two. Number two. Oh, it, we ended up at number three this year. We got to replace that number two. We do. Oh, there is. Oh, Arthur. There is. A, there is oh. a new b hole amongst the ranks. Shall we officially declare oh, a new yes. b a new b hole? Yeah. Yes. From the ashes. <laughs> from the from the ashes. <laughs> the Falcon b hole will rise. Uh, Adam Gase, congratulations! Yeah. This is a big day for you. You're we're, off the hook. We're removing the number two. <laughs> from your moniker and we are appropriating that to a true b-hole a true true butthole <laughs> i mean <laughs> arthur smith you stink kyle <laughs> kyle is going as arthur smith what for halloween nice okay all right dude i love it that's that's a good one we better see it um all right into the fantasy face-off Jason and all. Jason narrowly defeated me last week. Mike at the bottom, and I so, was uh, not narrowly defeated. <laughs> you were. I was just defeated. broadly defeated. <laughs> Let's spin that wheel, Mike. Wheel of shame. All right, let's see what you boys got. Let's spin the wheel. I saw a Sharknado on there. Yeah, it's rainy like day. Cowboy. Happy Viking. trees. Mom. Mom's, mom's the, the word. word? Mom. Mom's the word. Mom. Mom. Oh, that's a you. I got mom's bad eyes. The word. All, right, All right, so Papa on. Josh is coming out onto Come the on side. I don't hat off. Oh, yep, hat off. What, hat I, I, off. I guess this is just gonna be. Oh, looks like you're getting a mummy face. <laughs> looks like you're He's getting a live mummy wrap. A live mummy wrap. So um, you are just. I'd appreciate have your, if I could breathe. I I don't think breathing is too super necessary, but I will say he does need to see, but barely. If you can make sure that that goes, um, you know, right. <laughs> this this looks like you're going so tight. Just yeah. Cut cut his circulation off. There you go. This Little is different mummy face. So um, while this happens, we're going to have to reveal lineup live because mm -hmm. yeah. this mummy is going to take maybe 40, 50 minutes to get done. <laughs> yeah, just go right over that nose. There we go. Yeah, baby. Cover that face. We've never had um, – Mike, how is this? Unpleasant. <laughs> Unpleasant. <laughs> well, you look stupid, so that's cool. Um, all Let's right. start Let's with the start lineups. Let's start with the lineups. Andy, okay. who you got? I'm going with my quarterback. <laughs> what is happening? Just keep going. Get it's the whole too roll. tight. My, my face. <laughs> it's too tight. <laughs> oh, baby. Hang on. We got to go lower. I'm going with Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson at quarterback. What is happening? 
spending up 8100 yeah. Mike is maybe going to suffocate. Oh, this is I, I'm okay. He's okay. I can breathe. Okay. Right. Um, 8100 Lamar it's, Jackson. It's 8, difficult to speak. <laughs> Who's your quarterback, Mike? Lamar Jackson. Oh, well, that makes three of us. No! I have Lamar Jackson at 8100. Well, that he's, sucks. He's playing the Cardinals. Yeah, that's that he was <laughs> You sound like you look. Yeah, and he's my, got this little hair tuft shooting my, up the top. My nose is yeah, it's, <laughs> nose, it's your nose. That's his nose is part. broken. It's like shattered. Um, I will never recover. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Amar Alvin Kamara are my two running backs. Oh, my goodness. 90 Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, so 9,200 and 7,300. Oh. I got Alvin Kamara. I'm in on that. Yeah. <laughs> I also have... Isaiah Pacheco, yeah, at sixty one hundred, yeah. taking I, on the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I've got Alvin Kamara at seventy three hundred, and then Brees Hall, baby. I love my Brees uh, going against the Giants fifty nine hundred. He is, I think, mispriced. So am I the only McCaffrey you manager? Are the only you're, McCaffrey. You're I like the sound of that. My wide receivers: Jamar Chase at eighty one hundred. What? what? How do you have Jamar Chase, Lamar Jackson, and Christian McCaffrey? Zay Alvin Flowers Kamara? at fifty six hundred. Your lineup sounds. Right. And then uh, Wandale Robinson at thirty seven hundred. Uh, that's not as good anymore. Well, I don't Wandale's, know. Wandale, I like Wandale. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. Uh, my my wide receivers are Christian Kirk at fifty nine hundred, Christian Watson at fifty one hundred, and I really wanted to get Christian Olave in there, but I couldn't afford him. So uh, I've got Tank Dell. Okay, T Tank okay. Dell's forty nine hundred. All right, uh, I have Mike. I have Christian Kirk, my start of the week. His nose is shattered. <laughs> Guys, I mean, the it's, it's, it's sideways. It's, it's really it's the jaw that is yeah. really starting to hurt. Yeah. Uh, Drake London. We'll take, get you some more bandages. Thank you. Drake London takes on the Tennessee Titans at fifty one hundred, and then me. Oh, I'm paying up for the stupid old man Adam Thielen at sixty six hundred. So if he does not come through, I will never forgive him. Delightful. Uh, my final three. Trey McBride is my tight end at 2,800. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Powell is my flex at 3,200 yeah, okay. for the Minnesota Vikings. In the the defense, well, I had to spend the bottom, but it's my upset of the week. I'm taking the Patriots defense at 2,000 against Miami. Oh. Wow. Okay, I have uh, at tight end, I've got Ferg Daddy. I spent a little bit more there at 3,600, but I love the matchup against the Rams. I've got the Falcons defense against the Tennessee Titans and Banana Rama. Hopefully, he can turn the ball over a few times. And at my flex, I actually spent up. I'm going in a bad matchup with Jonathan Taylor at oh. 6,200. I think the transition is made this week. Yep. And he is not going to be a 6,200 priced type of player <laughs> in the I, future. He's, he's got Owen Wilson's nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't blame you on that. <laughs> I don't blame you what were that. those three again? Say so, it real quick. Uh, Ferguson at tight end. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor in yeah. my flex. And the Atlanta Falcons defense against Bananarama. Okay. I, I have Trey McBride at tight end because at flex I have Brees Hall. So you are not live with him. Mm. And then I had to decide which of the bottom defenses do I want. I went with the Broncos. <laughs> against <laughs> the Chiefs. Yeah. Wow, you went to the bottom. I went, well, they were both the same price, but it was like – Hey, they're at home, and they played them tough last time. You really uh, – Mike was probably much more comfortable at the number two position than yeah. the number three. This yeah. doesn't yeah. seem like a great one. No. 
I love it. Uh, that was Fantasy Faceoff presented by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code BALLERS to get $150 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is the code BALLERS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can join Mike and his broken nose on Sunday Live. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be alive. Ballerslive.com. And, of course, check out the DFS Pass right now at DFSPass.com. Play along with us this week. See if you can beat the Ballers over on DraftKings. That is going to do it. Thank you for joining us. We'll let Mike escape from this uh, Free me. pretty terrible punishment. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.